Welcome back to The, the Mentors. Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And today we're going to talk to you about how the types of goals that you set can actually impact the outcomes that you have. Part of the reason why we were motivated to have this discussion on the airwaves today is because of what has transpired over the last few weeks because of decisions that we made earlier on that then set certain things into motion. Yeah, in a way we've had kind of a live crash course into how the types of goals we set can change our outcomes. We've literally seen it happen live over the last week and a half, and we want to tell you exactly what we did and what we learned so that maybe you can use that in your own experience. So a couple weeks ago, as you guys know, we launched the initiative for School 16 to offer some free classes, free live classes for people that were looking to get into tech, to create some general awareness, and to also provide some education for people that had more free time on their hands. Within the first week or so, we noticed that we actually had some momentum. People were signing up, there was interest, and we had, I would say, about 80 or 90 signups just through organic interest alone. We posted on social media, LinkedIn, uh, a little bit on Facebook, but LinkedIn was the medium that worked really well, and it worked. If you want to learn more about what we actually did, just go back and listen to the five-minute pick-me-up episodes over the last few weeks where we cover that stuff in a little bit more detail. But after we saw that momentum, me and Sergey had a little conversation, uh, and it was actually very simple. We sat down together or stood up, I don't remember, but we, we, were, we were excited about what we were seeing transpire. We were excited about the fact that we had the opportunity to help people, and we had a simple conversation about the fact that we might be able to help a lot more people. And so we decided to set a bigger goal. In the beginning, our goal was, let's see if we can get 100 signups within the two weeks that we gave ourselves to launch this program. And we did, by the way, launch this program within two weeks. We had our first live class within two weeks of when the idea came to us. And of course, that meant recruiting instructors and actually getting people interested. And we did reach that goal almost in that very beginning of hitting that 100-person mark. But by the time we reached about 50 signups, which was about a week before we were ready to launch our first class, we asked ourselves the question, what would we do differently if we wanted to get 1,000 signups by next week rather than 100? We actually scheduled weekly calls with an advisor of ours for this project. And honestly, one of the motivations was we wanted to have good news for our advisor to tell him that we blew our goal out of the water. So by asking that simple question, what if we were going for a thousand signups this week, it completely shifted the kind of experiments that we decided to run to try to get that goal. As always, me and Sergey got super excited and we thought, oh yeah, we could definitely hit that goal of 1,000. By the way, that's part of the delusion that entrepreneurs often have. They truly believe deep down inside that they can reach any goal that they set out to reach. That blind optimism, well, it could hurt, I guess, sometimes, but also it can set you up for success because then you're less likely to stop yourself from just doing certain things, from putting certain plans into action immediately. As we were doing this brainstorming session about how would we get a thousand signups, the answer became kind of clear. The referrals that we were getting through our own network were awesome. We got to keep doing that, but that wasn't going to give us the big bump that we wanted. So the other options were trying to run ads where we were dumping a bunch of money into something to hopefully get a lot of impressions that would convert. We kind of nixed that idea really quickly because we didn't want to spend money on it right now. And then the only other option, at least in our minds, was trying to get press. 
if you are able to successfully get press, we've talked about this before in our podcast, then you may get lucky and you may get enough exposure that could yield several hundred, if not thousands of signups. So we had a couple of options in front of us and we kind of tiered them by the most attractive to the least attractive and we were going to try the biggest ones first, right? Because we were, again, we were going for something big, a bigger outcome. And the order of those tasks was also not only most attractive, but also least likely to most likely. Yeah, exactly. And Vadim and I try to force ourselves not to talk ourselves out of something just because we're afraid or because we think it might not work. So we tabled any fear that we might have. So the three options we had in front of us were this. One was we wanted to get published by Inc. Magazine. It's a great publication. We actually just got interviewed for the print version of that publication for an unrelated topic that is more close to what our podcast, The Mentors, is about and what also has spoke to our most recent experience, which is in education. So, you know, just because you're interviewed for one article doesn't mean that somebody's going to give you a free pass for another full article for something that you're trying to promote. But we did have that context. So the very first thing we did is we emailed that editor with a pitch. So again, that was the most attractive option, Inc. Magazine. The second most attractive option was Entrepreneur Magazine. Now, why did we treat those differently? Entrepreneur, we actually met one of the editors for Entrepreneur Magazine when we were giving a talk at the Podcast Movement Conference a couple of months ago. And this was an opportunity for us to self-publish an article on Entrepreneur. So the best option is to have somebody write an article for you. The second best option is to self-publish. And we thought maybe we could ask this person to see if there was somebody on the Entrepreneur team that could publish first. And then if not, then we would self-publish on that platform. The third option was to self-publish on a platform we already have access to, which is Forbes, as most of you listeners already know. So because we created those three options for ourselves, that then created work that we had to do. We had to put together a media kit. We had to put together a pitch. We had to put together a briefing, which is essentially an article or a suggestion for what somebody else might want to write to craft the story. So we spent about an hour and a half putting together the media kit, another hour and a half or so writing the article that was part of this media kit. And then we proposed it to our contacts at Inc. and Entrepreneur. What happened with Inc. was we got a flat out rejection within 24 hours of sending that email. It wasn't a fit for their audience. Fair enough. Let's move on to the next opportunity. Then we emailed Entrepreneur with the article that we had drafted. And the entrepreneur was not a flat out no, but the editor had trouble getting a response, a quick enough response from his colleagues. And so uh, the time was ticking for us. The class was launching next week. And so we had to think about like, should we wait and see or do we just self-publish on Forbes? We decided in the interest of time that we would self-publish on Forbes. And that actually ended up being a great decision. Because within the first day, we had thousands of views on that article. And to date, we've had 16,000 views on the article and 631 signups on our website for people that have expressed interest in our classes. Now, could we have had a better outcome if we didn't self-publish and if somebody else wrote a story about us? Maybe. Was it possible that we would publish an article on Forbes and only get a couple hundred views? That has happened to us before. It wasn't guaranteed. But we tried the other options, and because we had limited time, this one was available to us. And more importantly, because we committed to that audacious goal of 1,000 signups, and that created a constraint of having certain channels that we had to try, which is press, we started executing against that goal right away. 
And by the way, think about it. I mean, that's other things that we put aside. Deciding to write an article, deciding to reach out to these different people, deciding to engage these contacts, that's all work that had to be done and prioritized. And that only happened because we set that goal. And the nice thing is too that the requests that we made to Entrepreneur and Inc., just because they were no's right now, doesn't mean they're no's forever. We actually open doors for the future. So we're gonna leverage those for the future as well. But notice what changed when we made that bigger goal. And actually, what was the type of goal that we set? Because it sounds like, well, it was just a big goal and that's about it. But no, the actual, the type of goal was very, very specific. So no, we did not reach the thousand sign up mark, but because we aimed really high, a thousand signups, we ended up getting way more signups than we had before. We went from 90 to over 600 because the goal was bigger. So having the size of the goal be big is actually pretty important. But Vadim, talk about what actually made that goal a good one versus a generic one that wouldn't have good outcomes. We love providing people with frameworks. And so the framework we're going to talk about today is called SMART goals. Here are the five characteristics that this goal had to have, and it's part of the reason why it was successful. It was specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So let's break those things down very, very quickly. It was specific, so we knew that we wanted to get signups. We had to drive traffic to a website. We had to have a landing page that captured those signups and converted them into something of value. It was measurable. We knew that we had to get a certain number of signups every single day in order to reach our goal. It was achievable. We didn't say we want a million signups or 10,000 signups. A thousand seemed relatively achievable because we had already reached 90 signups. It was relevant. It was in line with what we wanted to accomplish, which is gain interest in the education program that we're creating. And it was time bound. We only had two weeks to execute against this goal. Yeah, we had to get the results before obviously the first class started. So that created a lot of urgency for us. We like this framework because again, it it, it makes it very clear what you should do and how you should set that goal. And it forces you to think about what is important for you now, right? It's not a long-term goal. I would call it maybe like a milestone that you're trying to reach, let's say in three months. It's actually a very specific goal that can help you get to that milestone. Our big milestone is we want to have a fully functioning education program that has students, instructors, curriculum, a fully functioning educational company. That is the milestone that we're trying to reach by this summer. The goals that we need to get to right now, the most important thing is generating interest, signups, and then starting to run these free weekly sessions that we started doing this past week. So think about what are your interim goals that are more short-term and time-bound, and how do they fold into that bigger milestone that you're trying to reach? And more importantly, we urge you to start thinking about what big goal you might set for yourself this week that is bound by this SMART acronym, Specific Measurable Achievement relevant and time bound that could potentially put you on a trajectory that is far beyond what you could have imagined. That's it for our five minute pick me up for this week. If you're interested in the education company, we've been talking about this episode and this is the first time you're listening, head to school16.co to sign up for our free weekly classes. Thank you and we'll see you on Wednesday.